Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? Do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our um, music? Maybe we should get some real music, Samantha. The podcast king. Oh, you're still recording. Three. Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions. Hosted by Samantha Titsolo and Jason A. Coombs. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Jason, episode 10. We've made it. This is, yes, this is like a decade, a decade of hits right here. <laughs> I can't believe a decade of what? Hits. Hits. Like oh, hits. Yeah. Many hits. <laughs> Ten full home runs i'm proud of us i am yes i'm proud of us too i'm proud of you no i'm proud of you stop it no you stop it no you (laughs) stop it gush fest (laughs) yeah i think we should do a gush fest you know i was talking um to actually robin today Mm -hmm. and i was like you know i love this podcast i said i love it so much i didn't it's a lot it's a lot more work than i anticipated not like yeah. a ton, but the the editing's not like a, a walk in the park. No, it's challenging. I mean, I wish we had money to hire an editor. Yeah, I can't wait <laughs> and a until producer. we do. Yeah, <laughs> and a social media manager. Because <laughs> we do everything. I mean, Samantha does most of the work. Just That's honest, not. But, that is not true. Um, <laughs> you always say that. Like whatever, I set it up, and then you do the hardest parts of like the sound, and then then the sound effects, and then merging everything together. Like that is tough yeah. i think what time are you up until the other day 5 a.m well i fell asleep so long story <laughs> short i i fell asleep after my what fifth meeting of the day and i was texting samantha and i was like i i am so tired but i'm gonna eat really quick and i'm gonna do to finish the editing and i was like i ate and it was like 9 30 and the last thing i remember was steve harvey came on family feud that was my family <laughs> feud at 9 30 and i woke up and day? it was i do watch it every day my family love loves it my family loves Family Feud. I want to like put. I want to try to get us on, but I was waiting for COVID to get better. But I might try to submit us oh my because God. we love it. <gasps> yes, you should like, submit. My sister had surgery last year. It's such a sidetrack, and we were in the hospital like where she was recuperating, and we we're all just watching Family Feud together, like laughing. Oh my gosh! We that's all so love good. it. My mom, my sister, my niece, my brother-in-law. We just all love it. We all like yell at the TV. Oh anyway, my god! That's, <laughs> that's so. I fell asleep. Good. I woke up at one o'clock in the morning, and I was up till five editing, and then I watched. Okay, shout out to Keith, because I didn't watch that concert you said until last night. Wow. And I was it's crying so good, at right? five o'clock this morning. <laughs> like literally, I sent you a picture. Yes. I had to like cover my nose because of the huge knot bubble. Facts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Keith. We loved him Yo, talking to him last night. His voice, episode. that black ass voice. <laughs> he has so much soul, so much personality. He's so engaging. I, and he was like rapping. I didn't know he was like a rapper. Yeah. Which makes sense because he loves Raphael Cassell. So uh, it just all came full circle. And I was like, I should have watched the damn concert before we talked to him. No, I just watched clips. it's even more special. Yeah, it was. He's fantastic. So yeah, anyway, I'm talking great. a lot. You tell me. No, I love cool. when you talk to me. <laughs> I do. No, you know, we haven't like shared a survival job story in the mic check in a while. So I wanted I know. to. No, no we... tell me a survival story. Yeah, survival story. <laughs> survivors. What's up, survivors? I'm a um, survivor. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think I talked about this setup earlier in the podcast, but, you know, I had like seven or eight jobs in the first two months I lived in the city. And then I found, I, I, <laughs> 
I kind of got scammed by somebody who was like, I need a personal assistant on Craigslist. This guy oh was God, like, I need a personal. <laughs> yes, kind of. And he told me his name was Mr. Smith and that he was traveling for work and he was in Africa or something like that. And God, Sam. yeah, scam number one. Yeah. And I was 21. <laughs> I had just turned 21. I hated every single job I had. I was like, you know what? I think in my mind at the time, I thought, you know what? I want to be a, a personal assistant for a celebrity because, or an actor, that would be really great to like, see how it works and whatever. But course, like, yeah. I had no connections. I had nothing. So I was on craigslist.com typing in personal assistant jobs. So this guy tells me his name is Mr. Smith. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. He's like, oh, you know what? Your resume looks great. By the way, I had no, my resume was nothing. I just graduated college. It was like, do you remember in Westcon the, the alcohol abuse office? What was it called? Yeah. I love her. Sharon I love Guck. Her name. Shout out Sharon. to Sharon Guck. Did you yeah, work she there? She was so fantastic. I didn't work there officially but i was an ra in litchfield that's where the office was yes i worked there <laughs> you used to always come into litchfield and i would always see you and be like hey how's yeah. I at the desk? yeah yeah right so pretty much that was the only thing on my resume and like theater teacher wow i guess that was a survival job too i'm talking about two stories i didn't even mean to <laughs> so whatever a long story short my resume was ass so this guy's like don't worry i'm gonna hire you over email i'm in africa for work i can't even remember what he said he said or what he did rather. And then he was like, I'm going to send you a check for $2,500. Cash it oh, in the bank. No, yeah, no, I didn't do it, but I almost did. <laughs> Shout out to Allie Gothier who listens to every episode. So she says, now we'll know the truth if she does. Cause she was there with, we were living together at the time. And she was like, oh. you're an idiot. Do not do this. So <laughs> he sent a check to my Harlem apartment for I think $2,500. And basically was like, put this in your bank account. You're going to keep a thousand dollars. First of all, somebody's paying me a thousand dollars to like donate money. And then he's like the rest yeah. of the money go. It was like around the holidays, I think. Then he was like the rest of the money donate to this children's charity or something. And once the check arrived, pretty much Allie and my mom were like, you're a fucking idiot. Rip that check up. Oh so I ripped God. the check up and I was, I was like, Hey, I got another opportunity. I'm so sorry. But then I thought this guy's going to like come kill me. This is not really a survival <laughs> job. It led to another no. survival job that it's I'm like a survival even... story. Like you could have been a yeah. Craigslist yeah. killer. Yeah. And then this guy had the address <laughs> we lived at and the apartment number because he literally sent me a check. <laughs> I mean, what an idiot. I just wanted to be a personal assistant. Then I was one. And I'll talk about that another day because save the stories, <laughs> you know, we're going to run out one of these days. I don't think so. We have so many. We have so many, but <laughs> what is the office in Westcon called? We'll talk about it and let everyone know next time. Yeah, for sure. Weren't um, you in those movies I made? You made movies? Yeah. About West no, I was never in that. But I did the other thing, which was really cool, where we used to go to the schools and you had to like, it was like a script mm -hmm. and we had to like talk about like domestic violence and like yes. relationship stuff and drugs. And we would like act yeah. out like we were high school students. And I was yeah. like 24 pretending to yeah. be a high school student. I was the original Ben Platt y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, people are being mean to him. Right. I, I know. I, know. I, I, really I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, it's funny. I haven't really been following. <laughs> that was actually really funny. But it was, it, he does look a little, a little bit older than the other students. Okay. And to be fair, yeah. like if we're going to, go there then ariana dubois i'm sorry i don't say her last name right i don't think but she looked older <laughs> than everybody in the prom yeah she was amazing yeah. but she was definitely looked not in high school she looks like yeah. she's 
30 because she is. Well, I think I think what's wrong with Ben Plotz, it was the wig mostly. Like, <laughs> it was <laughs> he got they got that wig from the Tyler Perry school of wiggery <laughs> and <laughs> wardrobe. Um, oh man, that is that is funny. <laughs> shout out to Josh Friedman, though, our old friend Josh Friedman. Oh, I wanted to give him a shout out last time, but <laughs> we were sending memes uh back and forth and Shout out to Josh Friedman, who was a sprite with me when I originated the role of Sikrak. So we're all, we're tying everything back together. (laughs) Wow, I feel like I just talked for 25 minutes. I'm so apologetic, but thank God I didn't let Mr. Smith scam me. I'm excited for our guest today, Sam. I am super excited. She's someone I've known for a very long time, like for half my life. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is crazy. But I'm excited to talk to our friend. And I know her as Tandrea. Is that is it okay to give her, her her real name, not her pen name? I'll ask her. But uh, <laughs> she's an author now named T. Ashley. That's her author name. And uh, she has released four books in like two years. She's been working. Wow. And they're fucking great. And I'm so proud of her because she really found something. She's always been a great storyteller. And she's found something that really works for her. And she's killing it. She's like literally killing it. So yeah, I can't wait for her next one. I hope she tells us a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I do want to say she is a fantastic singer as well as an actress, like a bomb ass actress. So I want to give her a shout out for those two things. But she's also found her her, her calling also is wow. storytelling. So she has it all. And I, and I hope she continues to perform and write. Oh my gosh. Now so. I'm going to have to read one of her books. Yes. I'll even buy you one because they're <gasps> so fucking fantastic. I can't buy it. We can buy it. We can <laughs> we can send it. If if you're listening and you DM us, the first three people to DM us will send you a book. Oh yeah. That's yep. a great idea. Thank you. Let's do it. The first three people to DM us the day this episode airs, you can get a book of choice by T. Ashley, paid for by Survival Jobs Pod. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you <laughs> can let us know what you like and we'll send it right over. XOXO yes. Survival Jobs Pod. XOXO yes. SJP. Survival Jobs. SJP. Anyway, should we do her bio? Yeah, let's talk about her. So yes, T. Ashley is a Connecticut-based playwright and author of young adult and paranormal romance novels. She currently has four books available on her website, on Amazon, on Goodreads, and more. She received her bachelor's degree from Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Like my little accent. Hope I'm not offending anybody. Uh, where she discovered her love of playwriting, which led to her first novel. Sight Unseen, which, fun fact, I will one day write the screenplay for because it's fucking great. Yes. Is there a part for me? Oh, there's always a part for you. Great. You can write the screenplay. <laughs> I can have a small part. All I just want is one little small part. And yeah, uh, no, we, we, we a big part. Oh but I want her to write the screenplay, but she doesn't write screenplays. She wants me to do it, so. Yeah, she should just sit back and relax and make and then, like, watch it unfold and, and, and be on set and give her opinions. Like with a martini in her hand. Anyway, you can also catch her on stage at local theaters, including the Downtown Cabaret Theater in Bridgeport, where Alana, uh, our other guest, also performed at. I love when we connect the guests. And Rob. Oh, my God. And Rob. I love this podcast, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Downtown Cabaret Theater in Bridgeport. And what I'm sorry, Bridgeport, Connecticut, for those who don't know. And the Westport Theater where she gets to express herself in other creative ways. T. Ashley lives with her three crazy children and her cat, Cookie. <laughs> Cookie. Cookie. Cookie's wow. really cute. I love cats and I love cookies. 
Yeah. Nope. It's perfect. Perfect combo. It, it is, we... right? <laughs> Let's go get her. Let's bring her in. Hi. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks of for coming course. on. You're so busy. You're a mom and you're taking time to talk to us. That's a big deal. I feel honored. <laughs> I feel honored. I don't know. <laughs> so good. Wait, so you guys have known each other for so long, right? Yeah. Yeah. 21 years now. Damn, you got to say the number? I said half uh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be more than half my life. So I'm you're definitely not. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're only 22. <laughs> it does not matter. That is right. That is so right. Oh, oh man. So we're so happy to have you. We just like to start like doing a little check-in. How have you been over the pandemic? What's been going on? You know, I am just thankful that I still have a job and I'm still working. I worked through the pandemic, but three kids, two in school, we kept them home for the entire pandemic, even though their school is hybrid. So we've been homeschooling and at first it was rough, but then the school got it together. So it's been a lot easier, but I'm just trying to, you know, stay alive. I got COVID and I'm here and better and (laughs) made it. And vaccinated. <laughs> yes. I love that. Made it and vaccinated. I can't even imagine um, working full time and homeschooling. We're lucky because their dad works nights and I work during the day. So it, it, it worked out. Oh, perfect. And not to mention, and also writing because you're an incredible uh, established writer. So homeschooling, being a mom, working full time, writing, that is like hashtag goals. Good I tell for her that you. all the time. I, I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit for all the stuff you have on your plate and that you do so successfully. Like I've been just really inspired by you because I can't even take care of myself half the time. So like, I don't even know how you take care of three other people for, and you, yeah. And then, you know, I <laughs> have to like work full time and then do your, your, your art at the same time. Like I'm just barely holding it together. So I admire you so much and oh, I want to give you all the flowers. Thank you. So tell me, and I probably know this, but our audiences don't. And how I old don't. were you? And Samantha doesn't, because I do not know. You. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, how old were you when you first got the writing bug, um, author T. Ashley? I think what? How old are you in the seventh grade? Twelve. Or say at twelve, yeah. Twelve, yeah. I had a awesome. I could. I don't remember his name, but I could remember his face. I had an awesome like literature. Like I don't know what it's called in seventh grade teacher, and we wrote stories and he entered mine into the young authors program <gasps> oh yeah yeah i love young authors i did that program too did we have and this conversation i Sorry, feel like we did i feel okay, like we yeah. did and it was just like it was an awesome experience like going being able to go to ub and participating and all that and i was like huh like not just because it was like well, it was rewarding, but it was fulfilling, like to experience all that just because I wrote some words, you know? So I felt like that was like the pivotal moment of me figuring out that I really like to write, but I was always a reader. So I always had a a love for words, but I feel like that that year was when I was like, okay, I think I can do this, but I didn't really pick it up until... I would always write stuff randomly, like poetry and stuff, but I didn't really pick it up until I was in between a sophomore and junior of college because I didn't quite have all the credits and I switched um, majors. And I just took a random playwriting class and a creative writing class at the same time. And that was like it for me. Like I was like, okay, I really, really, really 
like to write words. Wow, I love that. (laughs) And I I know we do. (laughs) We have to switch what we say because we say it all the time. (laughs) I I admire you so much. Um, you know, and I've talked about this with Jason on the podcast a couple of times, but I have such a hard time writing. Like I I sit down and I have the thoughts and I just can't do it. So the fact that you like do it, love it, and kill it. Like, good for you. Thank you. I'm excited to read um, your books. Oh, well, this is what, so we told the listeners in our mic check that whoever's listening to the episode, the first three people to DM us, we're going to buy them one of the books of your choice and send it to them. Oh, that's sweet. We're getting the books out. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get those books out. Yeah. We got to sell those books. And it's really funny. I know y'all can't see us, but we have T's book covers behind us like we usually do we usually have pictures of the, of the people we interview but because T's an author we're like gonna put her covers on and Samantha has hope for the holiday behind her I mean this girl is hot whoever it this girl is. is that body is like goals right Jason did my cover that's behind him I don't know if you know that I didn't know that Jason oh wow that's amazing Look at you. you. You always you always shock me with all of your talents and everything you do. You see, this is why I always say I always have wanted to work with Jason because he always is doing it. Something. Yeah. Thank you. He's I did awesome. it for tea. That's guys. amazing. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta switch. I love that. But next episode, next <laughs> after our little break, we're Write gonna a list take words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need a list because I'm like, I love that. I love that. I love that. Like a big thing. You know, right? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a side question that wasn't on our list, but I want to know: Do you remember what your young author book title was? Because I remember mine. I I believe it was the the mean black eye P. Like. The, 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 the black eyes you know the little or oh so not not the band the food no the food <laughs> i don't like black eyed peas so i guess i like <laughs> I'm so i think bad. that was that year that i wrote that one i'm pretty sure it was i it was just a, he was like <laughs> bad he was like um he was like the um who's the little boy that like franklin like one of those little bad little cartoon characters that just needed to sit in a corner for a little while i don't know where i got this story from but i just got creative but <laughs> i love that yeah so let's just jump into your survival job so you're this great author now you're cranking out books uh what were some of your what were your best or some of your best survival jobs that you did along the way to support your art to support my art, I guess my favorite one through the years was Starbucks. <laughs> I got to work with Jason. We, um, we had we had so much fun working there. And then I also worked at the Downtown Cabaret Theater. So I and then I went to school for theater. So I, I was able to be immersed into theater while working, making money. But right now I'm a bank manager. <laughs> making money. Oh man, I didn't know you guys worked together. That's amazing. Can I tell a funny story, Starbucks story really fast? You must. <laughs> and we're probably never going to get to work there after I tell the story, but we used to work at one with a drive-thru and maybe you didn't do it, but I remember doing it with, I thought I did it, you were there, but we used to have like the hard pastries that were like stale and we used to throw them out the window. And one time this lady came and we had through a bunch and like one almost hit her car and she was stepping out of her car and then it was like the health inspector. <laughs> and we were like, 
oh no, like we're gonna oh, get shut down. Good. You should anyway. just be like, we're getting them out of here. We're feeding the birds. We cannot serve stale pastries. Right. See, I love that you um yeah, you got to work at the cabaret. I think that's such a great way to connect your love of art and get to like make money doing it. I love when you work there and you know, that's really awesome. Can you give us a reverse though? Like your worst. You don't have to say where it was if you don't feel comfortable, but um yeah, tell us the, tell us the worst one. Oh yeah. man. I guess it's even like in college would be a survival job, right? Yeah. I was a tour guide. I loved really? being a tour guide, but I went to school in Nashville and I'm from Connecticut and I don't like being hot. Oh, so yeah. I was doing tours mm-hmm. and Nashville hot is completely different from any other hot that you have ever experienced. But I was doing tours in the middle of the summer and I was like going through buildings that we weren't supposed to go through just to get like AC. <laughs> I, I had a good time, but I, I would never, I would never do that again ever in my life. <laughs> No, I cannot. And having to be on and like mm. enthusiastic and happy talking to people heat right now. <laughs> oh, I like man. It, I like to call it glistening when I'm when I'm when I'm perspiring. It's like a more of a glisten, you know, <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Wow. Nashville must have been nice, though. I've been wanting to take a trip to visit. Everyone's like, you have to go to Nashville. I agree. You should just want even with you. For like a weekend. There's so much to do, but it's such a different experience. It's so great down there. Um, can you tell us a little bit of what it was like? The process was like writing your first novel, Sight Unseen. I don't really have a process. I'm what uh, people call a pantser. Um, there's plotters and there's pl- uh-huh. pantsers. And pantsers are p- pretty much you write from the seat of your pants and plotters plot. I had this great idea that I was forming for like a couple of years and I kept going back and forth to it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write it. And I just had a dream about where I wanted to go. And I got up. (laughs) MLK. Stop it. I got up and I took notes about it. I, I, the only thing I take notes is about things that I don't want to forget. And then I just wrote. And it was supposed to be a contemporary romance in my head. And it just like morphed into like paranormal. And I don't know how I got there, but that's where I got to. Wait, what's it called? A pantser? Yeah. I love that (laughs) so much. A pantser. Yeah. Pantser and plotter. I'm thinking like these are Santa's new reindeers. It's helpers, right? (laughs) Yeah, the reindeers. I am definitely a plotter. That's so funny. I have to like write everything out before I start writing, like outlining everything before I start. I can't, when I try, I can't, I can't write. I think I'm the same way. I think I'm a pantser too. When uh, I occasionally (laughs) do sit down to write, I can't write unless I like feel it. And then I just see what happens. And then I don't touch it again for nine months (laughs) until I'm a pantser again. (laughs) That's the way it is sometimes. T, who's your biggest inspiration Author-wise, or like I guess artist-wise, or personal. Author-wise, I would say Colleen Hoover. Just like her story of how she started. Um, she's a romance author. She she dabbles in other things, but she just randomly wrote a story just because she wanted to. She lived in a trailer with her family, and now she owns a home and like she has she owns a bookstore that is like a charity that gives back to charity it's just as a non-profit it's it's just she's just like the epitome of what 
a humble person is and she interacts with as many people as she can when she can i've talked to her i've had conversations with her i've been able to pick her brain as a a writer i love Um, that so much wow personally i feel like what drove me the most was to was my children i have a 10 year old and kids are very impressionable and if i felt like if i wasn't able to live out my dreams who am i to tell my children that they should follow theirs yeah, so I felt like that was Damn. like my biggest like driving force to do something. That was like a gut punch to the heart. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. it was. <laughs> it was like, <gasps> how long ago did your first book come out? Oh shoot, <laughs> was it twenty eighteen? It first published, I believe. Twenty eighteen, yeah, and then I republished it last year. Oh wow! Like, so it's pretty it. recent. Yeah. Oh wow! So, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, 2020 feels like five years, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that recent. Uh, so, so what is something that you're most proud of that's related to your art and your writing? I would just say that I actually did it. You know, people yeah. are, um, you're always going to have somebody that's not going to have constructive criticism. So it's scary to put yourself out there like that so I honestly feel like that just because I did it you know I didn't just write something and leave it to the side like I always do I wrote it and I put it out there and that's the scariest part right like scariest part just doing it and saying here's what came out of me I just think it's something so special that you have created these these works of art right that are going to live on past you and they're going to be like there for your kids to always have like a piece of you. Like, mm-hmm. that's so kind of morbid to think about this. Like, so when, when we're so young, right. but, you know, they always have a piece of you. And mm-hmm. then they're like, their kids are always going to have a piece of you and their kids because these books are going to be around forever. You know, even if they're not in physical copy, they'll still be available on the internet because we live in this right. digital age. Mm-hmm. There's something so special about that, that you have like a legacy that you've built. And you should be so proud of that. Like, I, I just love telling you how proud I am of you because you're so amazing. And I feel like I don't like people don't tell you that enough. And so I'm Thank always you. reminding you like every day if I have to. You are. Really inspire me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm that annoying. You inspire me too, though. <laughs> Jason is super inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. It's so inspired and ha- to have these good people in our lives. Like we have a doctor. We have somebody that has a PhD in our group. Like we're always inspiring others. And I feel like that is my favorite part of life is to be blessed with people like Jason in my life, you know? And to always be reminded when, even when I don't feel confident myself that I have people in my corner, you know? That's very beautiful. Jason, you took the words. <laughs> we, we always say the same things. That's so beautiful. And you know, I, I, we've talked about this a lot too, about we love like award shows and speeches. And, you know, I'm a big soppy loser to watch like acceptance speeches. And I feel like that is a theme with a lot of artists, like, find your people who are going to hold you up and support you and keep you going because that's really how you continue to be creative because you have your support system of friends and the family you've built while you're coming up and like sort of discovering art together that makes it work I think definitely so I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to connect up to one of our past guests. Mike Heslin was saying <laughs> about uh, finding your tribe, right? Finding that community of people who support you and who are parallel to you, right? Trying to get to where they're going artistically, but joining you on the ride and supporting mm-hmm. each other. So that's pretty incredible. And I thank you for the kind words. Really, thank you. 
but um, it's about you today. So, <laughs> where do you see your career like in the next what five years? So like it's twenty twenty six. I can do math. Um, where, <laughs> where does where does T Ashley see herself? I want to have written ten more books. Ten. Ten. Wow. My success is not measured in how many books I sell. My success is measured in doing it. And I have to, I can, I continuously say that that's like my mantra because I get caught up in the definition of success and what that equates to. And I feel like in five years, I will be successful. I will continuously be successful because I will continuously be doing what I love. I also want to open my own bookstore with a cafe so hopefully I'll be three years into that business by then and I'll be continuously on the road to being a better me what kind of of cafe is gonna be in there (laughs) I I feel I don't even like tea but I feel like tea is like so (laughs) downplayed like everybody likes coffee but my name is T, so I was like, I got to do a play on words. Wow, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And then one of my work friends, she's from Palestine, so she, like, makes awesome, like, baked goods and stuff. So she's like, I'll make your baked goods, and you'll have, like, instead of, like, danishes and stuff like that, we'll have, like, baklava or, you know, like, different. It's just going to be different, and it's going to be somewhere to hang out, and you're going to want to come there and relax and just be and hopefully hopefully your employees will be throwing pastries out the window and <laughs> the best, cars. i mean i wouldn't mind as long as they're having a good time and <laughs> yeah and that the health don't department's that not there at the same time they're throwing right. it out right jace oh man exactly <laughs> exactly what um t what's your biggest advice for anybody who wants to pursue a career in writing or in something artistic. I say this all the time and I'm going to stick to it. And I hate that Nike says it, but you just got to do it. You just got to sit down and get out of your own way. You just got to do it. You got to figure out if you want to plan it out and plot it out, or you just want to sit down and, and write, you just got to do it. Um, People ask me that question all the time. They're like, how did you get started? What did you do? And I'm like, I just did it. And that's, that's the honest truth. Like you got, you are the only person in your way. I'm in my way right now. Cause I'm, I, I call it writer's block, but it's not, I'm just having a little self-doubt and itself. It's all, it's all me. So you got to get out your own way and just do it. That's like the, that's what I always think about my own self is when I'm like being, I don't know what I'm in my head. I'm like, is this good? Oh, this is kind of, this is stupid. It's, yeah. Imposter syndrome is the worst. And I remember this lady came to Westcon, Samantha, who was in that show. Title of show. show. Susan Title Blackwell. Show. Loved Susan her. Susan Blackwell. I yes. felt like I was her. I felt such a good, sorry, like to jump in on your story, <laughs> oh, but no. I, when she came was like, oh my God, she's me. And then I bumped into her on the streets of New York, but I'm so sorry. Continue your no. thought. <laughs> no, thank you. Because I, I unfortunately did not remember her name in the moment. But she talked about, we did this workshop, long story short, with Samantha when we were at WestCon. And this mm-hmm. lady said this thing about how we have these thoughts in our head, which are like self-doubt, which are, which is, you know, imposter syndrome. They're vampires, right? And if you let them st- stay in your head, they'll suck the blood out of you. Like they'll oh suck God, yeah. your art- artistry out of you. So I've always like, kept that in my head. And I always think back to her saying that when I'm like having a moment and I'm like mm-hmm. feeling down on myself or I, I'm looking at other people on social media and like, oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. 
I try to like ignore that and get back to creating and, and just doing it, like you said. So thanks for that reminder. It's the honest truth. You just gotta get, put yourself out there. It's scary. You're not gonna please everybody. Everybody's not gonna like it, and that's okay as long as you like it. Yeah, and and just to share a thought too, it's like as long you just said something like as long as you like it, and as long as it's good for you. Jason and I sort of talked about this in our last episode about self-love and it's, it's a different thought, but sort of the same thing. Like if you can love your work and love yourself and be confident in the work that you're putting out there, then who cares what Joe Schmo says? Because you're at the end of the day, what is going to keep us alive as, and our mental health good is, is our happiness and, and our fulfillment. And that only can come from us. So I just wanted to add that to our, mm-hmm. to our, the heavy, you know, talk. <laughs> and I always admired uh, going on a tangent as Tyler Perry, because, you know, he is someone who creates stuff for the audience that he knows. And he does, he's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to worry what you all think about it. I'm just going to create, because my audience is going to support it. And they do, you know, you'll always find your audience as long as you're being truthful to who you are. And as someone who is, you know, not successful, that successful yet, but it's just something that I believe in and I uh, strive to do. Yeah, but you are very successful. Don't say stuff like that. Don't put that in. Thank you. You are very successful just because it's not like you're getting the checks or this like big attention yet does not mean. That doesn't measure success. Success is measured by yourself, right? T, you said this when we asked you just now what, um, you see your career and in five years you're like success is not measured by how many books i sell but the goals i set for myself I'm reaching them yeah yeah there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> so we're almost at the end of our little interview t but we have two more questions for you and this is samantha's favorite question if you had to work your least favorite survival job for the rest of your life which was probably what walking in that hot ass son in nashville (laughs) to have your dream artistic job for only three years and then have to return to it until retirement would you do it so i would only have my dream job for three years so your cafe and you yeah you would only have that for three years but just because you're doing the shitty survival job doesn't mean you can't still like be creative like you would still be able to write and like maybe have like a book reading or whatever is going to make you happy but you're you have to be in that worst survival job but you have three years of complete happiness and bliss yeah in, in your artistic life yeah i would do it definitely wow. it, it, the length of time doesn't matter to me it's that happiness that you said like like absolutely I mean, I love my school, so I love telling people about my school. So, sure, yeah, I'll do that in the <laughs> national summer to get three good years of happiness. I love that. That means, you know, you really have your dreams and your goals, and you're like, fuck yeah, to be those three years, mm-hmm. let's do it. This is how we do it. This, this is how, how we do, do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, T, what's next for you? Oh, can you tell us about it? I can. I wish I would have had a picture of it. I would have showed you. Um, My next book is called Capturing Celeste. It is contemporary romance. It's a little different from what I do. I usually, you know, you've got Hope for the Holiday up there. That's a little more risque, but this is going to be a little steam, but it's not going to be like completely like all steam, not paranormal, but it's just the journey of two people who, I mean, boy meets girl, does the boy lose the girl and does the boy get her back? And 
all that stuff is just going to be a whole bunch of push and pull and turmoil and I need to go write it so I can release it. And yes. you're going to be at Romanticon this summer. July. What's about that? Romanticon. We're getting back into book signings. I'm excited. It's going to be in Trumbull. The Tr- is that Trumbull or Stratford? At the Trumbull Marriott. It's fun. All the information Jason put on my website because Jason does everything for me. I don't know if y'all know it. He, Jason's trying to downplay his... his <laughs> success because without him i would not be able to do like half three quarters of what i do that's but nice the information is on my website yeah, yeah i'm so excited for it and i'm so sad i can't be a romantic i went to the last one the one before the pandemic what was that 2019 and it was so much fun and fun. so cool to see like people come up to you and check out your work and and talk to you about it it was just so cool to be part of the cheerleading squad for you oh it was so fucking awesome talking to you but we're not done yet so we, before you go, we have a really fun game. At least I think it's really fun that we like it to play fun. with our, it is fun, right? We like to play with our guests before they go. And this one, we didn't give it a fun name though, but we're going to call it movie or book. <laughs> so, so, that's a good name, Jason. What do you mean? <laughs> it's very to the point. <laughs> okay. Book or movie. Book or movie. So we're going to tell you um, a movie. And you're going to tell us if it was originally a book adapted to a movie or it was just a screenplay that somebody wrote. Yeah, it makes me nervous because I have a terrible memory. No, it's fun. And don't <laughs> worry, there's no pressure. We okay. always, Even when people don't get it right, we usually give 100% anyway. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> now Jason's going to be like, Our we're not podcast. giving 100% today. <laughs> Jason, you want to take the first one? The Devil Wears Prada, book or a book and a movie? Book and a movie. Correct. The author of the book is Lauren Weisberger. All right, next. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Movie. Correct. Not a book. Just a movie based on a story by its director, Sergio Leone. Nice. Okay. (laughs) The Lovely Bones. Oh, that's definitely a book and a movie. Correct. And the author of that book is Susie Salmon. All right, Finding Nemo. Movie. Correct. See, you're doing great. You didn't think you were going to do that great. Congratulations. What are we, four? Four, four, four. (laughs) Four. Okay, The Witches. Book or movie? It's one of my favorite movies. I know, me too, actually. I want to say it's a book, too. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. By Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just not that into you. Book or movie? Movie? I'm so sorry. Mm. Correct. That's your first wrong one. This was a book. The author's Greg Barrent. It was a, a, a book? Just a it book? was a book. Also a movie, but it was a book first. Pulp Fiction. Movie? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It was based on an original screenplay by its director, Quentin Tarantino. Practical Magic. I know it's a movie, but I don't know if it's a book, too. I'm just going to say it's just a movie. It's probably both. It's final answer? Oh. I know. Yes. Ding, final ding, answer ding. is both? <laughs> Correct. It is both. And the author is Alice Hoffman. And also shout out to all these women authors. Last one. <laughs> Inception. But I don't know if it's a book, so I'm just going to say movie. Correct. Perfect. Ding, you did ding, great. Ding. You only got one incorrect, and that's pretty much the track record, and you still get 100%. Correct, Jason? <laughs> yes. 
What do you think? You're gonna get. You're gonna get your, your prize is, is good vibes to open that coffee shop. Yeah. That's the prize. Tea shop. Tea shop. Damn it. Cafe <laughs> in the bookstore with tea and freshly baked goods. Baklava. Yeah, we love baklava. <laughs> All right, that was really fun. Yeah, that was um, so much fun. Can you can you tell us where your fans can find you on social media? everywhere because jason makes me do everything <laughs> she's a tiktok um, queen y'all <gasps> are you the book talk community is bomb y'all if y'all haven't oh my god i love tiktok but book talk I, I i honestly can say that my sales for my books have gone up just because of tiktok really i love tiktok wow that's great the tiktok queen yeah she, she is she always be on she on tiktok killing it i'm like i don't even know how to watch the videos i'm just like i don't understand what's happening <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they all oh. are different because somebody had that name so but author tiaki oh. one on twitter and then tiktok is, i think it's just author t ashley and then instagram is author t ashley nice we're gonna put it in our in our show notes on the bottom so y'all can check it out click on it follow her support her become a tiktok subscriber number 3082 because she's killing it <laughs> I got a little bit more than that, but that's okay. <laughs> I was thinking 382,000, but I'm really bad at math. And 300, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yes. I'm, I'm be, coming up. Forty. Be the next one and follow her ass because she's fantastic. And buy yes, her books. follow her. Yes, and and three lucky people will have books by the by the end of this episode so <laughs> yes oh t okay. i'm so happy to have met you and chatted with you and learned about you i can't wait to buy a book thank you I'm which one should i get miss agnes is missing i'm sorry I, that's my favorite one i love miss agnes is missing <laughs> all right it's done it's a done deal thank that's you. the most recent it is the most recent that's why i love it yay <laughs> Uh, where can all our fans find us, Samantha? Yes, thank you, Jason. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Survival Jobs Pod and on Facebook at Survival Jobs, a podcast. Keep listening, keep telling your friends. If you want to hear a guest, shoot a uh, message to us in our DMs and we will get them. We'll do our best to get them. Yes. And yeah, thank you so much, T. Thank you for yeah. sharing your time with us and your energy and your beautiful kids. Yes. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy so the rest of your night. Yeah, thanks for taking time away from the kids to talk to us. I'm not too far, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love you. I uh, love you too. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.